What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. Happy to be rocking with you guys. Here we go. Another great week and of FCS football. So happy to be covering it. I mean, I mean, truly, truly honored. Uh, what, a, what a fun game. I mean, seriously, uh, we had four wonderful games and... Um, this last week has been crazy for me as well, so uh, we'll kind of update you on that end, and uh, we're hoping that uh, we can continue to bring, uh, you know, the the insight that we saw this last weekend as far as uh, the playoffs goes, and and so on and so forth. So we're going to jump into it, and then we're going to be looking ahead to the semifinals. And uh, there's been a lot of coaching changes. We'll obviously probably get into that at a later time, uh, just because we're going to be kind of focusing on. Uh, Focusing more so on uh, the, the the playoffs because that's what we want. That's what we want to be focusing on, and, and so on and so forth. So, let's jump into it. Uh, we're gonna go over con- our predictions and, and what we saw, and uh, we can kind of uh, talk about that crazy UIW Sacramento State game, uh, which which we we're gonna get into. That's kind of be kind of the main kickoff. So. For the most part, this weekend played out everywhere the way that we thought it was going to. So, for example, uh, you know, we said Sanford over NDSU. Uh, we predicted a little bit higher scoring on both ends. We said 38-21, ended up coming up to 27-9. to uh, But really, uh, North Dakota State just, just out for it, physical them. Uh, Sanford's quarterback obviously having issues with, with injury. Going to the Fargo Dome is very difficult. But, hey, you know what? Hands down. Uh, give give a give a round of applause wherever you're listening. You know, just just think of a big round of applause for Sanford, uh, because nobody really expected them to be here. They they played phenomenal. Uh, only two losses all year. North Dakota State and Georgia played really good. Obviously, something's going on down in Sanford uh, at, at Sanford University. So. We'll see what happens. What brings uh, brings it next year? Uh, I do believe that. Uh, I do believe that Sanford is is trending upwards. Them and Furman kind of heading that up. Uh, personally, I think that they kind of took what I thought Mercer was going to be, and uh, you know what? They didn't. They ended up not not being able to to complete that task. But hey, it was a phenomenal game, a phenomenal storyline that we have for for Sanford, the Bulldogs there, and uh, I'm excited to see you know what 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 happens going forward uh, with with them into next season. But North Dakota State physical did exactly what we thought they were going to do, and just kind of, uh, you know, very typical of North Dakota State. The next game up was William and Mary and Montana State, 55-7. to Last week really was the quarterfinal matchup. I don't care how you split it. Uh, I did think William and Mary deserved to be a seed. Everyone, uh, you know, it, it's funny. The, the Twitter Warriors and, and the narrative was Holy Cross and, and, and Incarnate War didn't deserve to be a seed. And immediately when, when William and Mary, uh, you know, gets, gets up and plays Montana State and they get, you know, housed, they're like, well, Mon- Mon- uh, William and Mary... Look, you guys out there, stop being revisionists. You were fine with William and Mary. They had only had, uh, you know, what two losses, and one of them is Montana State all year. Uh, up until then, uh, they had lost to Elon, and that was it. Don't give me this bull crap that you're saying that they shouldn't have been ranked. No, Weaver State should have had a seed. That's the difference. And a couple other things are at play. Montana State is playing phenomenal right now. Tommy Malaw, every and the whole cast is playing very good. Brett Vegan has the Bobcats looking like national champions. And putting them at number four was an absolute travesty. 
and really should I mean that that was where the issue was or not putting Weaver State in last week was was the quarterfinal matchup and I mean I think it would have gone gone either way but think about it William and Mary had to fly thousands of miles cross country they're going from Virginia where at this time is a, is a whole heck of a lot warmer than Montana than Bozeman Montana and I, I think that the the crowd, the the cold, uh, and the travel definitely had an effect on it. You play that game ten times. Uh, you do five at William and Mary, right in Colonial Williamsburg, and five in Bozeman. You might get totally different outcomes. Uh, it might be a blowout every single time in Bozeman. You don't know what it would be like in Virginia. So I uh, I mean, stop it, please. Just just put it into perspective, I guess, because really William and Mary had a phenomenal season, a lot like Sanford. Uh, I. I was predicting last year there to get into the playoff. They didn't last year. Their turnaround, Mike London's doing a great job there, uh, really recruiting. People saying that the CAA doesn't deserve a shot or they're not part of the big three, you're, you're dead wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, just because, you know, there's a there's a physical Holy Cross team in weather, I mean, implement, inclement weather, all these all these things. I mean, it's it's funny how people twist the facts to, to, to tell their story. No, the CAA had a good run. William & Mary was the best one out there. Uh, and they, they, I mean, they won the conference, right? They were the best, and they just couldn't handle themselves under what what Montana State's doing. But on top of that, really, Weber State should have. Uh, that was a quarterfinal matchup in the second round, so we'll just leave it at that. And uh, even pushes Jay Hill to leave Weber State. We'll be talking about that on a later podcast, but. I don't think the loss was, you know, he's obviously going to be a DC at, at BYU, but, uh, you know, he's moving on. We'll get into that where, where we're really connected with Weber State. Uh, we're going to hold the Incarnate Word and Sacramento State game until the end. Uh, South Dakota State Holy Cross, the Saturday game, 42-21. Nailed it on the flipping head, man. We said 42-21 last week. It comes out to 42-21. Uh, we said it was going to be really close through half. It was close through half. And then South Dakota State just out physical them. Let me tell you, that was a, a great game, um, very predictable. Holy Cross, congratulations! Like you're you're a, you're a good team. Uh, you proved that you deserve to be there for half of a game. Uh, I don't, I still don't think that they deserve to be a seed. You played a New Hampshire game at home in incredibly crazy wet conditions. Uh, I don't know if if you beat New Hampshire under perfect conditions. We'll never know. But you know what? Give it up for the Crusaders. They're in the Patriot League, which makes it really difficult to get, garner any respect uh, just because they, they play such weak divisional opponents, conference opponents. But they did they had a good season, and they played well for the first half. But uh, the big boys really stepped up in the second half, and you could see the difference between uh, you know South Dakota State and, and Holy Cross. You, you really saw on display there uh, the difference between a one the number one team in the nation, and the number eight team, uh, even though I think they should have been down a little bit further. I really would have liked to see a Weber State Holy Cross game. Um, and it's too bad you don't get the neutral site fields and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I would I would have loved to see that game. I think that would have been a really fun one. But uh, but we nailed it on the head. Not not too much of, a, of an analysis. If you want to go back, listen to the last podcast, you can kind of see what we said. That close to the first half, it was going to be physical. The Jackrabbits were going to pull in the, away in the end. That's exactly what happened. So... The final game we're going to talk about, uh, Incarnate Word taking on Sacramento State. 
a couple of things are at play. Obviously, uh, Incarnate Ward's coach going on to Texas State. Uh, we're finding out. I mean, I believe it was announced after the game that uh, you know Sacramento State coach now going to Stanford. Uh, I believe is is where he is headed. Uh, you know, and congratulations to him. He's done a phenomenal job at Sacramento State, taking a team that had never. I think they'd never been even to the playoffs to to back to back to back. And obviously, the the one season they didn't play was was the 2020 spring season. So, uh, but the 2019, 2021 this year finally gets their first uh, victory and I said I think Sacramento State uh, got over the hump the, the mental block was there uh, they've now done it and I'm like they're going to beat them and honestly it was a, it was a great game I mean it was a track meet back and forth back and forth uh, but the one thing that, that irritates me more than I think most is when a and, and it's because probably because my dad being defensive coordinator growing up watching defense I love defensive philosophy but you go into a prevent style defense as as incarnate word is is you know driving and and for those of you who don't know what prevent is it means you're going to only rush three or four people up front usually three um and you can have a mix of stuff but when you have 11 guys on the field that means you're dropping eight into coverage and you're not man you're not man to man in coverage you are in a, a a zone meaning like if someone comes into your zone you're going to take off the problem with that is that the zones are usually quite large as, as you drop so you usually go four and four so you have four up front you got two linebackers maybe three linebackers and a corner come down you got the safeties and a corner over top however you want to cut it just depending uh and they're basically saying i don't want to get beat with a long ball doesn't want to beat us but i think it is such a terrible De- defensive move. I-, I understand the merit. Hey, we don't care. Ben, don't break. They had to score a touchdown. But part of my mindset is I don't know why you wouldn't do a Tampa 2 or a cover 2, have you know two high safety or even one high safety and just go man to man and just not and then, and then put a little bit of pressure. I think in the scenarios that we see, more likely than not, if you blitz a linebacker, blitz means you're gonna you're gonna send him. He's not gonna go into coverage. He's gonna go try to take on the linebacker. When the lines knowing that they're playing prevent, they're just playing kind of a shell. If you get a gnarly middle linebacker, outside linebacker flying down the pipe, you can take the quarterback out. You can get a sack, and then now you're you know now the time's running. Uh, the wide receivers being 20, 30 yards downfield have to run back, reset things. If you get one of you get one sack there, that could be the end of the game. Instead, they go prevent defense. UIW is able to go down, get get it, and and this is in a lot of instances. They're going back and forth pretty well. And I could say I have the same criticism for UIW. It just didn't work out for Sacramento State. So I don't understand the 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 philosophy behind it. Because at that point, just let them score. If you're going to do that, if you're going to go into prevent, just let them score and then just say, hey, at least we have the ball last. And we're going to put our, if you don't trust your defense and you go into a prevent, at least we, we will have the ball last. We can score. I thought it was a bad coaching move. And that, and that, again, that's my opinion. I hate prevent. Anytime I see it, I'm like, what are you doing? You get one sack, you could essentially end the game. Uh, I, I, I saw it in, in a lot of different instances. It doesn't, it seems to be like a, like a recurring theme. Sack the quarterback, go into Tampa two, go into cover two, go even into cover three. Don't go prevent. 
Cover three, you might have one man with, with, with coverage with a zone, more so a soft zone. Uh, I, I would so much rather play a man-to-man, get burned. Hey, if they beat us, I think I would trust my corners than going into this this uh, you know shell defense. That's just my opinion. I thought, again, it came down to a, a coaching, uh, and, and UIW pulled out the win, and, and congratulations to them. They have an absolutely phenomenal offense, and they put it on display uh, Friday night. Now, it's interesting uh, because I was actually, I, I wasn't home here in Utah. I was in, uh, I was in, in Dallas this, this past weekend. I was on a work trip and, you know, watching those games, uh, it was very entertaining. Friday night, uh, I was able to watch those games and, and I had a really good time with, with some, some, some family. Uh, so, so it makes it even better being in Texas, being on the road, uh, setting some things up for you guys here. I get the ball rolling, um, reach out to some teams in Texas. And so hopefully a lot of cool things coming, coming your way. So this next week we've got we actually have three F- FCS games. We do have the Celebration Bowl. I don't know much about Jackson State nor NC Central, so I'm not even going to try to talk about the, the Celebration Bowl, uh, the HBCU Championship. Uh, that's played at, uh, on, on ABC. So uh, we've got the first game up. We've got Incarnate Word against North Dakota State, and then South Dakota State taking on Montana State on Saturday at 2 uh, Mountain Time here in Central, 3, 4 Eastern, right? Uh, so... The first game, obviously, we'll, we'll be talking about North Dakota State taking on Incarnate Word. Uh, let me tell you, this is a very compelling game, is, is what I want to say, because I don't think North Dakota State has the defense, the defense to handle this offense. But, there's always a but, it's in Fargo. And and what's great, what's great, and what's bad about the FCS, right, is that the final game is what the, you know the national championship game is what's on the road. Uh, the semifinals in in the FBS, right, the college football playoff, they're played at neutral site locations. The Fargo Dome is so much of a you know loud ruckus crowd that mean everything. North Dakota State football is all that they have there, and hockey that does, that is all that they have. They don't have an NFL team. They don't have a, a MLB, NBA. They do not. They, the only thing that they have is North Dakota State football, North Dakota uh, football, right, depending on what university you go to. Very difficult there. So I, I really think that Incarnate Word can absolutely score like it's nobody's business. And I think that they're a better version of Samford, where Samford had, I thought, a little bit stouter defense. Um, but Hunter Lubke not being for the Bison, I think, is a very big letdown. I think the Bison have gotten lucky with who they've got matched up against. Uh, and, and personally, I think, uh, not lucky, it was just the way that the bracket set up, right? I think that Incarnate Word is going to do the improbable, and I think they're going to go to Fargo and win. Now, if they do this, I want to tell you what the headline's going to be and what all of the, the people on Twitter are going to talk about. Is this is the end of the Bison? No, it's not. I think this is a really good incarnate word offense. And I think that the Bison just don't have the defense that they have had in the past. And their offense, they want long sustained drives. It's like what we see in the NFL with Mahomes. He can score lightning quick, as can Lindsey Scott and the the UIW Cardinals, right? They are they can flat just toast people. 
And so I, in, in my opinion, I see that happening. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as what it was last week. But I think Incarnate Word, and, and maybe the travel might get to them, but I, I think having, you know, the week to get ready, you're going back to Texas. The one thing that's interesting about the Midwest that nobody talks about is it's, you know, going, going to, 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 you know, the West Coast, you're only a couple hour flight. Um, you know, I, I flew from Vegas to Dallas, two and a half hour flight, right? Um, I, uh, UIW is in San Antonio, so maybe a little, maybe uh, two hour 45, right? But we'll say three hours, three and a half hours max to get to Sacramento. And then, you know, up to, to Fargo, not very far, maybe a couple hours up north. Being in the middle of the country, it gives you an advantage because you can get to both coasts pretty quick versus, you know, Sacramento State, if they were to fly to, if, if you reverse it, Sacramento State, we would say they had to go play at Sanford. From there all the way down there, totally different story so i don't think the travel is uh, i think a lot of people might think about that um, i don't think the travel is going to be as big of a factor i think that uh, uiw is going to win i think it's going to be close i'm going to go 27 24 uiw over the bison again that's 27 24 uiw over the bison um and then the next game up we have and and personally um I think that South Dakota State, Montana State is 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 a semifinal for the ages. Both teams are physical. Both teams can run the ball. Both teams can pass the ball. Both teams have very um, explosive quarterbacks. This is this is a national championship style game. I, I honestly think that North Dakota, out of the four, I would rank you know Sac or South Dakota State, Montana State, UIW, and then North Dakota State at this current moment, at this current current iteration of the teams. Everyone's talking about the Dakota marker game. I don't think that's going to happen, obviously, with UIW winning. But Brett Vegan and this Montana State team are absolutely flying. You remember, a couple years ago, Brett Vegan was hired. Their former coach ends up going, I think he decided to go be the D coordinator with Sark in, in Texas. Can't even remember his name off the top of my head. But he, he ends up leaving, right? And everyone was kind of talking about uh, maybe a step back for Montana State and, and what's going to happen here. Uh, Montana State last year, uh, I did not think they were going to go down to Huntsville, beat Sam Houston there, and they did. And I was surprised. And... Everything going for South Dakota State in that Holy Cross game, uh, I think is going to directly, like, I don't think those those advantages are going to be quite as big against Montana State. The cold, I mean, Holy Cross is in the cold, but Montana State, I mean, is, the Dakotas are a different kind of cold uh, along with... Um, a long way with Montana. They're a different kind of cold. It's a little bit different than an Indiana, Illinois, right? Like more Eastern Coast cold. I think that is going to be come down to playmakers. And to be honest, I think that Montana State just has a slight edge in that department. I think they're slightly better on defense and they're slightly better on offense. And I think that's what makes it even as far as the game. When you when you when you go home, when you play a home game, 
and they give you three points. Vegas says, okay, the home team gets three points. It's traditionally what they do in college football, three points. Um, and I think just those being slightly better, I think this is a straight-up pick. I wouldn't put a line on either either side. Maybe um, Vegas does just because South Dakota State is the number one team. But I really think Montana State, I had said all year, I think them and Sacramento State were 1A, 1B, and Weaver State was number two in the big sky. And right now, I think, I think Montana State will get the win. I think we're going to have two upsets. I think it's going to be Montana State against UIW in the championship. Now, you might say, think I'm crazy. And um, I had, a, I had a, 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 one of you guys, Lance, wrote in. He said, Tyler, uh, you always said, you said that you wanted us to have a, you wanted a rule where, uh, you know, if you go against, if you pick people on the roads in the FCA playoffs, it hasn't gone good for you. And that is true. For the most part, I've been able to pick, you know, predict some upsets. But in the semifinals, I think is a different story. I think it's going to be a lot like Montana State uh, going down to Huntsville. I think they're going to they're going to just play great, smash mouth football. Uh, and I, again, I think it's going to come down to the last drive. I think that's going to be Tommy Malott taking them down the field. I think it's going to be Montana State driving and being able to score just one touchdown over it. Uh, I want to go 35 to 31 Montana State over South Dakota State. And so we're going to get a UIW, um, UIW uh, Montana State championship uh, would be a phenomenal time. I mean, maybe I need to look at tickets to go to Frisco. Uh, I've been a very big, I, I really do like, uh, I really do like both of those teams. Maybe I need to fly down there and see what's up there. Uh, I love Dallas. Dallas was a phenomenal, phenomenal town and, and a lot of fun things to do this last week. So uh, we'll see what, what happens going forward. Those are my predictions. Uh, and I think I think that's uh, the, be the best I can give you. We'll see what happens as it, as it kind of rolls forward. So... For those of you out there uh, that are new to the channel, new to the podcast and stuff, uh, they do what take, I think they take a, a week break uh, just during the Christmas, right? Uh, they'll take a week off and then we have the national championship a week later, if I remember correctly. Uh, so obviously during the holidays, I hope you guys are having a, a wonderful time. We, we're obviously grateful for, for the support here. A lot of fun things coming up. Um, I've got a couple of coaches booked um, that are going to be coming on the podcast and and talking and really kind of just talking about FCS football recruiting. Uh, this is going to be kind of a little bit of a downsizing, a, a downswing, uh, and then they're going to get back on the route on the road recruiting for for spring ball and etc. So on and so forth. But I really I really appreciate you guys and the support that we have. Uh, from 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 you guys we continue to grow this podcast and we have a thousand more downloads than what we had last year the year before etc etc so uh continue to support it we, but we we see you guys we're gonna be doing some some fan questions as well uh probably next time around uh so submit those if you if you watch the games on saturday submit those i have about a dozen that i'm going to kind of go through and vet uh the ones that i want to talk about obviously i mean i talked about lance today but um I kind of want to vet out just to, to talk about it. So about the games, about the FCS as a whole, where I see things, we obviously have big coaching moves. Uh, Jay Hill going to BYU, D coordinator, no longer the head coach at Weaver State. Uh, and and we'll be talking about that. Obviously, Sacramento State coach leaving. Uh, 
I, I don't know as a ton of of the the up and comers. A lot of the coordinators and stuff, or that these smaller schools. Uh, maybe Brett Vegan might be looking to make a move up. If he does, I think he's definitely a candidate. If I'm a if I'm a conference USA. Uh, Mountain West team that's looking for a new coach. I think he's definitely a candidate you need to be watching out for. Uh, talking about some of the people that are coming back, transfer portal, so on and so forth. So that's what we're going to be kind of doing uh, with with this next little podcast. So I appreciate your guys' uh, love and support. I hope you guys have a very happy holiday season. Until next week, we'll be breaking down the semifinals. Keep on listening and keep the ball rolling. <laughs>